Options Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm getting there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I, I did want to lead in with me also being like, I am so tired. If this episode is yep. like a week late because we were meant to go last week, but I was yep. sick, which was just our luck. Yep. And I'm still sort of sick, yeah. but I think I'm coming out the other end. And I'm just always like perpetually sick and also tired. And it's just, yeah. This so, December has yeah. ruined me on every level. So yeah. but I'm in, looking yeah. forward to this. I'm looking forward to hanging out and talking video games with you, Joel. Exactly. Even though we're probably going to get... Well, I know I'm definitely going to get a little bit bummed out for a second. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. That's good. So, how have you been? Obviously, like, again, it's been a couple of weeks since we really chatted, except for when I came down and we saw each other in Melbourne a few weeks back. Yes. Yes, that was fun. Been up to uh, much? No, I'm pretty... Not a lot. Um, a- apart from, you know, playing some games and all that sort of business and uh, looking after Griffin and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just getting ready for Christmas. Um, been watching some TV shows. It's I, the week of Christmas, I, Joel. I know, yeah. Hey, well, well, like, I mean, to be fair, I was pretty much done. It was just a, like a few bits and pieces. Like, no, but I, we I'm, were really. I was uh, merely marveling at yeah. the fact that it is the week of Christmas. It's nearly over. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, it's yeah, we're like mere days away from it. Um, uh, but yeah, apart from that, just you know, watching a few TV shows and 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 things and catching up on my on my stories, I guess, among other things. What about you? Uh, again, mostly the same. Working a lot. I briefly had a PS5 for a day. That was an exciting yeah. adventure. I was watching the tracking on that for about a week and a half, and it turned up on like last Monday afternoon. Hooked it up. Played it for a night. Played Cyberpunk on it for the night. It was great. Uh, next morning was playing Astrobot, and it just decided to cut out halfway through, and then never really came back, which was a problem. But thankfully, when I called mm. up Sony's um, technical support, they were, they were just like, look, we're going to give you a label. You're going to take it to the post office. You're going to give me a PS5. You're going to box it up, send it to us. And then when we get that, we're going to send you a new one. I'm like, okay. Cool. This is fine. This is fine. That's what, that's what, that's what you want to hear. That's, that's the kind of response you want to hear from that kind the of only, thing. Uh, the only catch-22 is that PS5 took my Cyberpunk disc with it. So I am literally like not allowed back in Night City for the time being because I don't have my disc. It's gone. So I'm just sort of I mean drifting now between other games. I mean I'm sure we we'll probably touch on that very we shortly, will. but it's probably probably for the best, maybe if you I aren't mean, able to go with Do you want to throw straight to the quest log? Because honestly, apart from I mean look, apart from that experience, like I've just been working. And uh, now we're on Christmas week. I'm considering loading up all the Christmas specials, all the TV shows I love again, and just sort of burning through them. Not a bad idea. But yeah, apart from that, I haven't been doing much, though. Cool. Well, yeah, in that case, Joel... I'm happy to... Let's, let's dig straight into that juicy quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So our quest log is, of course, our What We've Been Playing segment. And as I'm sure everyone can imagine, what we've been playing, or what Joel's been playing more than me, since again, as I mentioned, I'm not allowed to anymore, is largely Cyberpunk 27.7. Yeah, so not not a whole lot more than you. I've actually, I put it on ice for a few days, actually. 
Um, just because, I mean, it's probably the, <laughs> the as bit of time as I need to get this out. Um, I, 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 it sounds silly to say this, and it sounds silly to be like to feel like this, but it's honestly how I felt. I felt pretty bummed out since the release of this game, just before the release of this game as well. Um, but definitely since the game is out in the wild and people have been playing it. Well, it, um, it is also worth clarifying that, you know, we were both, like I had obviously one night on the PS5, but we were both predominantly playing on the base PS4. Ba- mm-hmm. And like, when we say base PS4, like, I mean, like, first couple of years PS4. Yeah, so... my, I, I know exactly when I got mine. I got mine the the, the launch night of Destiny. Like, that's when I got, I got my PS4. Mine was a launch Windows, so it's very, very early on. But, so yeah. that, should, that should honestly paint the scene for how we have been finding this game. Uh, yeah. And I, co- I look, Joel, I totally get how you feel. Like, feeling disappointed is, I would say, not a bad thing. Because, to put it in perspective, we were discussing this earlier in the chat. And because obviously we have our fantasy critically again, you have quite handily won thanks to Demon Souls. <laughs> but if you hadn't have gotten Demon yeah. Souls, Cyberpunk on Open Critic right now is sitting on what seventy nine. If you yeah, had asked me dropping. at the start of a year, if you were like Kyron, do you think Cyberpunk will dip below eighty, like an eighty review average? I'd be like, get get out of here. This is City Project. Like that ain't never gonna happen. Uh, it happened, Joel, and we are living in a very strange time where this game is clearly yeah. not finished, but it's out and we're playing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to start with some uh, positives first before we just get into the negatives? Like, well, that's I was about to say, like everything aside, like bugs aside, not being horribly optimized aside, I am still enjoying the game. Like I, 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 I am still having fun. Anytime I do boot it up, I, I do enjoy just wandering around that world and, and doing side quests. Um, I really quite, I, I quite like the gunplay. I quite like the melee combat as well. I know a lot of people did, had some issues with that, but um, I find it kind of fun. I got like a katana pretty early on, which I was happy about. Oh yeah, as soon as I got um, a katana, I, I chucked that bad boy on. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I've had a few since. I've got like a, I've got an iconic one at the moment. It's the only iconic weapon. Oh, I think it's the only iconic weapon I have um, that I got from a side quest, uh, and it was a little bit less damage, but it was cooler, and it's, I think it attacks faster. So, um, yeah, so I've been like using that, and um, and also doing like a lot of like hacking and net running as well, um, which I think I find it kind of interesting. The, the way that it works, especially once you, like, if you do get spotted and you have to go, like, in, or if you want to go in guns blazing, um, the way that the quick hacks work in terms of, like, directly affecting enemies instead of, like, the environment around them, is, which you can do as well, um, but, like, say, like, short-circuiting someone so they lose health and they get stunned for a little bit so you can pop out of cover and take them out. Um, there's one... I... I... I it's not really spoilers or anything, but like, have you you've, you've played the tower heist yet? Is that the main heist with Jackie and that? Yes, yeah. I haven't played it, but I watched my housemate play it. Oh, okay. So it's it, it's uh, there's nothing specific in there, but that's when I felt like it sort of clicked for me when I was with that yeah. hacking stuff. Um, w- watching that mission was just like that's when I because I was 
I was bummed that my disc had shipped off of my PS5, but I was just like, ah, oh, it's, look, it's buggy, and I'll get my PS5 back, and there'll probably be another patch out, and it'll, it'll be fine. And then I watched into that mission, and I was just like, shit. I mean, maybe yeah, I'll buy that- another copy of Cyberpunk. I don't know. Then refund <laughs> it. I don't know. <laughs> that That's honestly been, that mission's been, and the, the, consequences from that mission have been some of my favorite parts of the game so far i think um and because like there's one particular part that was i was legitimately tense watching it i was like fuck oh my god like um and i i it was great um and yeah like i i, I like the world i like the thing that really like speaks to me i think about because i'm i'm not like a seasoned cyberpunk the genre veteran by any stretch like i i like the ideas and i like the aesthetic of of cyberpunk i think is what it comes down to i was listening to one uh, someone i really like um griffin mcelroy was talking about it and he was saying that like he may not necessarily agree with like the ideas behind cyberpunk um like the game or sometimes the genre but like the aesthetic and like the ideas some of the ideas behind it he really like really interests him and I, I was like that's what it is so because like that's why i bought fucking samurai merch before the game came out and all that sort of stuff like because i like the look of that sort of stuff so walking around in the world um even on a base ps4 i think was it's it's still pretty great to look at to like look around and see this world around you um it's when you start looking closer is when uh, the, yeah. the, the the cracks start to show. Starts to fall apart a bit. Uh, for me, I, I'm mostly in the same boat. I was definitely enjoying it. The frame rate was definitely annoying. Like I was not a, like. Mm. It's funny how only recently that started mattering to me. Um, oh, yeah, right. It, in Cyberpunk, especially, it was frustrating, and it was basically the only thing the PS5 like when the PS5 was running Cyberpunk. The only thing it really fixed was that frame rate, and it was at least like smooth for the most part and i was like wow this makes the world of difference so it's it's also why like if i did get my cyberpunk disc back after my ps5 left i'm like i don't know if i want to really go back to that mm. now I've, I've tasted this but i do mostly agree like what i what i played of it again i obviously have very early on i think i put maybe six or seven hours in before i was cut off i'm like i'm about to go to the, the uh tower heist but right Character creator was fun, made a cool character. Corpo storyline, I really like the introduction to that. I was a bit bummed how quickly, I mean, I know that there'll be, like, you obviously can use your life choice in conversations down the road, but I do hope also that this, that life comes back up because I was kind of perhaps to do some sweet Corpo stuff and then like an hour in, they're like, cool, there's a game. I'm like, oh, but I wanted to yeah. keep tracking the stock market. It's gone now. <laughs> It's, it's, um, I, I'm assuming because I know the reason why I picked, cause I picked Nomad and the reason why I picked that is because Alana Pierce, um, Aussie pride games journalist now, games journalist turned games writer cause she now works at Sony Santa Monica. She sure does. Um, and she's in the game and I, I really like her. I follow her quite extensively. I really like her, her content that she puts out her podcast. She does with, um. Troy Baker and Austin Wittery and Mike Bithell is really great. Um, and I'm like, cool. Well, I really like her. I'd like to see her in the game, but you can only see 
her like you can only like meet her character and have i think there's a quest around it as well uh if you pick nomad so i'm assuming there may be some quests that are locked behind specific life paths i don't know but um i mean i haven't really heard many people talk about that but we're only getting to the point now in the timeline where people are actually sort of hitting credits um mm-hmm. i actually saw before is, greg is this, miller is this I saw this. Yeah, it's like Greg Miller tweeted out that he he finished the story of Cyberpunk and the game crashed in the credits. And um, if you scroll further down, someone brought up a really sad and true point. This is like the people that crunch for that game, like they're gone. Like the credits just crashed. Like you won't see yep. them get credited. Yeah. Um, so, and I've had a, I, I have actually had a couple of like conversation things that were like, this is a nomad conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah point that you can pick and i was like okay cool i generally always pick those because i'm like well that's my life path the best example i can think of very early on when you are about to do not the actual highest mission itself but the one before where you can go and meet up with that contact who's i think it's the corpo chick so i was actually able to call her out on her corpo bullshit (laughs) because of that the the, the chip she gives you and i can be like look i know it's got a virus on it i know how this shit works (laughs) and she's just like yeah yep okay you got me and then I was able to sort of yeah. like um, decrypt and copy the virus off of a chip, which was neat. Uh, so there's been, cool. there's been like See, some I... cool things and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. But also I want my sweet, stupid, sleazy corpo stuff back. Like my my yeah. my stock market tracker and my like notifications at the top of my screen. Just all this unnecessary clutter that awesome. I just miss de- dearly. Well, see, that's, um, that's funny because I didn't actually do that part of that mission. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. So I went and spoke to... The other character, I went and spoke to Evelyn and did the, the brain dance stuff with her. Um, and that sort of, I don't know if you ended up doing doing that. Yeah, I did that as well. You did that as well? Yeah. I I, I must have just picked wrong and went straight to do that. But um, Sometimes it is very yeah, unclear and- with a lot of the mission objectives, like marking it marks the optional ones as red sometimes. So like, so you, like yeah. oh, just ignore looking at them. They should really be yellow still. I look at yellow, yeah, I, I ignore red, because usually red is completed or missed. Yeah, exactly. You've missed it. Yeah, because a couple of times I'm like, oh, I've obviously missed that. But I'm yeah, like, wait exactly. a minute. No, it's saying I'm still counting towards it. But um, yeah, like I, I, there is a good game there. Yes. I, I don't, and, and the thing is, I, the thing is, again, if I'm, we're putting like bugs and just CD Projekt Red in general, uh, like potentially, uh, like in particular, their management team, I guess. Aside for a moment, um, I I was sort of like in the early days, like likening this to when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, and even to a lesser extent, Death Stranding as well. But Red Dead Redemption Two specifically, the the hype around it was just like it, it was that fever pitch. Like people were just busting out of their minds people you wouldn't even expect to be busting out of their minds about it were hyped for it and then it came out and it was something that they didn't want or that they didn't expect and they were like oh well this is shit and at first i was like okay i that's the way the conversation is going to be but then again if you look closer and you start playing the game yeah the cracks start coming apart like- as well but i do think that 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 is a factor in this as well i think that that you know the hype of this as well and i'm not saying that that's the audience's fault i think city project red are 
probably more responsible for for doing that themselves because they were promising something that was clearly not there or already not there yet. Like like already two yeah. weeks two weeks before launch, they were they were quoting themselves being like, "Yeah, no, like it runs fine on the old consoles. It clearly doesn't." There's a reason why they, yeah. you know, blocked journos from getting review codes and why they were like DMCAing anyone who showed footage of it. Because it's essentially like for me, the best comparison I can think of, and in a way it is it's you know, it's still sort of a miracle as well. It reminds me of when I booted up The Witcher 3 on Switch, where it's just like, hey, right, this game is on Switch. That's cool. It's blurry, frame rates sometimes a bit messy, you know, it's a little bit gross. And Cyberpunk on PS4 is like, look, if that's what you've got it can run on it. And like when, when these next few patches roll out, I assume a lot of that stuff will still happen. Just got to get those bugs out. But yeah. it really, it really feels like it really feels like it shouldn't be on these consoles, honestly. And it sucks because I get why they did it because you know what? That's a massive install base and you want to get exactly. your hands in those pockets. And it also, it we're sort of like diving down the rabbit hole here, I guess with the whole thing. It also <laughs> like, it it also opens up to the idea of this game's been in development for like it got announced eight years ago, didn't it? The I title think. was announced eight years ago. I think the first like set yeah. CG teaser with the of the lady with Amanda's blades. I think that was seven years yeah. ago. Right. So like you know seven eight years it's been in development. So like around the start, couple of years into I suppose. Yeah. Of like Roughly, the, yeah, the, the the consoles. Yeah, yeah. like the the. I guess past gen consoles now. Um, yeah, they are last gen. So, oh god. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, living in the past. Um, yeah, so like that game is being developed for those, and obviously PC as well, because you know, City Project Red. Like, I the first uh, Witcher Two is on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was a big okay, deal that so, it came to Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty as well. Yeah. So like, but but like, Witcher Three was the one that was like, it's on everything, and quite literally now almost. Um, yeah, basically everything. Yeah, so it's you know obviously being developed in PCs and stuff like that, but you know they knew that there was this big install base, and they were they were probably going to have a big console, um, like market there that the people that were excited for it, a, a console audience. So for them to like be fo- like in these last like. When did the 3080s and like the 30 series get announced and like um, ray tracing and RTX and stuff like that? It was in the last two years, right? Something like that, yeah. RTX is definitely like a, I remember from a couple of E3s ago, the infamous like RTX yeah. on. Yes, yeah. Um, so for, to see them like make the switch, like I'm wondering if that's where a lot of these issues have stemmed from is that they wanted to be able to put these games out on next gen consoles. And instead of just going, let's just make it like the version on like current slash past gen consoles, like the one, and then we do a slightly, you know, it's like a little bit better on, on the, the PS5 and series X, but not by a, a long, like, you know, not by a huge amount. And then we'll do like a re-release of it later on. Like that seems to be the way that they should have done it, but instead they seem to have gone the opposite way and sort of just gone, uh, no one will notice. It's like <laughs> it's pretty fucking noticeable. It's incredibly noticeable, and that's I guess that's why what I keep getting stuck on, right? It just feels like they almost would have benefited from having a second team handle Cyberpunk yeah. because it really feels like that CD Projekt Red were making this game on PCs and just were like, "Cool, this game runs 
great on PC. That's ignoring the fact that, again, this is purely what I hear, I've been hearing on the internet. I, don't, I do not have a PC that could probably run it that well. But even the people with the beefiest rigs, some of them are still saying that it's not fully optimized. And, like, no. not taking full advantage of their PC, which is just like, well, maybe... Maybe delayed a couple of months too late now anyway, but yeah. Like and we've got these yeah. we've got a January patch and a February patch coming up for for consoles and I just a hot fix well. that came out yesterday for it as well. Yeah, one one point oh five. One point oh five came out yesterday. Just keep it yet, adding but... on to that like forty five gig day one patch. <laughs> That's the thing. So like you're talking about optimization as well. It's not even just like the fact of like the game running. The fact that optimization comes down to the the file size of the game, which is Sitting at around like what 130, 140 gig at the moment. Mm. Okay, and so you, like, you you put it in your console, you install it, and you're like, cool, I'm ready to play Cyberpunk, and it goes, actually, I also need this 45 gig patch. And I think once you add in the second patch, when I did it on PS5, it was like nearly pushing 50 gig. It was pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, I haven't like yeah. the, the last time I had a huge patch was that that wasn't like a games as a service thing, like an online living game, which I get. Okay, I get they have big patches was probably when I first bought Final Fantasy 15 and it had like a day one 10 gig patch. And I was like, 10 gig? Guess I'm playing you after work then. Christ. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. And when we get these January and February patches, I'm sure it, like CD Projekt is claiming it will resolve a number of issues on consoles. But at that point, like, so you're saying that these games probably should have come out in February? And on yeah. top of that, you've also got these devs that crunched to get this game out in this form and now crunching to do these patches, presumably. And that's and what I was saying. Like, that's, that's, I feel that's, so sorry for those devs. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And th- that's what I was sort of alluding to before with the whole, you know, trying to optimize, like make them for current gen, next gen at the time consoles and, and um, like, beefiest beat mcbeefy pcs um is that they probably had to go back to square one with a whole bunch of things and and that's where the crunch probably would have originated i would say and and started sort of like really starting to seep into that culture at cdpr but um yeah it's it yeah i there's a a, a whole It's it's a disaster and like we haven't even scratched the surface of some of the other stuff as well like there's just been so much noise about this game since it's launched and um, not for the good reasons at all. Um, it's become like the new thing to shit on. And like, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, hundred percent get it. CD project red at this point can't stop putting their foot in their mouth. That's how mm-hmm. it got delisted from PS like PlayStation. We can, we can, we can safely assume like, cause we'll, we'll I'll never forget that day when I saw that, that also, can we stop with the yellow, like black on yeah, yellow no, it's, text? I'm sick of it. Because it's just... It just it's, it's like it, anxiety-inducing every time it yeah. pops up. It was like, oh, yeah. So when they put that out saying that they would now be, you know, doing refunds, but made no real effort to square that out with any of the platform holders. And then, of course, Sony's just like, well, you've just sent all these disappointed customers to us, so you know what? We'll just pull the game. And that's it. Yep. Like, it's delisted. You can still buy it physical, but if you want a digital copy of Cyberpunk on PlayStation, you're out of luck. And fair enough, too, because... I don't know. I can't imagine Sony was like happy to have all these customers sent to them being like, Oh, if you've yeah. got any problems with cyberpunk, just go talk to Sony. They'll, they'll do a refund. And like Sony's refund and stuff is already really weird anyway. So, well, that's the thing. So it's setting, 
CD Projekt Red have forced Sony and I guess at Microsoft as well, like I've forced their hand when it comes to like, uh, ref- the, like their refund process. So now yeah. people going forward will expect this because like, well, you did it for Cyberpunk. Why aren't you doing it for this one? So it's set like a dangerous precedent, but I'm not saying it's the right thing. They probably should have been doing that in the first place, but oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's for them as a business, they're just like, well, you've kind of fucked us here. Um, now we have to go back to, we have to go back to the drawing board with all our shit. Um, it's crazy. It's yeah, just it's nuts. I can't, a nightmare. I can't think of a game that launched this disastrously. Maybe Fallout 76 is the closest. Maybe. But that's like, the thing though. Like there was no, like there was no, people were expecting that people were shooting on that game anyway. And like, and, and sort of memeing that game before it even came out. Like it was, that was like, not doomed to fail because it's actually had a pretty good turnaround. Apparently, it's in a, the state it's in now is actually kind of cool. If it's you're right here that as kind well, of thing. actually. Yeah, and I'm like, I, every now and then, I always, I, I, I'll go. You know what? I could. It's on Game Pass. Why the fuck wouldn't I just check it out? Um, because New Vegas is on so, Game Pass and it's better. Fuck it is too shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so like, it's, it didn't have the same like. It didn't have the same marketing team that were sort of like coming up with things that were big noting themselves, all that kind of stuff. It had Todd Howard, yes, and Todd Howard does that, but everyone sort of knows that that's Todd Howard. Like it's like, oh, cool. I mean, you know? it's it's Bethesda, right? Like that's why. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's why. Even like when I when I say that's the closest example, it doesn't quite nail it because I mean, when The Witcher Three came out, it definitely had bugs, it had issues, but they worked on it and they had those like, I think like the eight or so f- weeks of like free DLC as a really good mm-hmm. gesture to sort of um, hold fans over. So I think we've just been, I mean, <laughs> at the risk of sounding dramatic, we've been deceived and like, yeah, it's been some I, I mean, I, Yeah. I hate saying that as well because I just feel like, Oh, that's seems like you said overly dramatic but yeah i mean i hate sounding like like an entitled gamer it's my least favorite stance to have but like when i look at what how cyberpunk looked on my ps4 versus how it looked in trailers it's just like it's apples and oranges here guys like what yeah what have you given me yeah and uh, imagine being like you know joe schmo who doesn't who doesn't follow the industry like we do or even like has like a toe in it every now and then um, I just and just saw a trailer for this game a couple of years ago. Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to play that game. That looks great. Um, and then seeing all the the response around it and all that sort of stuff, and then you know the trailers and everything, and being like, fuck yeah, and then getting the game and going, this is not what I ordered. It's almost like going to like watching a like a McDonald's commercial and seeing like the Big Mac sit there perfectly nice and all beautiful, and yes. then you go to Macca's and you order a Big Mac and it looks nothing like that. Um, it, it, it's almost like that. And I, it really, it really bums me out. And I've been wrestling with like how I felt about it and where I've landed is like, I, I there is a good game there. I, it, it's not groundbreaking, like game changer game. No, that's I one thing I, I did. Red. I did notice like when I started playing and I was just like, oh, okay. It's like, it's like a fallout. Like, Yes. A yes. lot of stuff I started to recognize. I'm like, okay. And that's this- not necessarily a bad thing, but I think in my head, I sort of had expectations that things would feel more different 
I don't know. It's yeah. just that we- it's that I- weird thing when you get a game and you start playing it and you're like, oh, it's a game. Okay, all right. Uh, we're we're sort of on the very end of this like weird transitional phase, I guess, with like games in general. Uh, like, because this game again was it started being like started development eight years ago. So eight years ago, what a game like this was like. This this would have been if it had you know obviously not physically possible, but if it had come out around that time, it would have been, and it wasn't buggy, all that sort of stuff, everything aside, but if the game what? itself came out and it was a presentable game, it it would have been like, oh, there's some really cool new shit in here that like we haven't really seen. But because it's been eight years, there's been so many games, and like indie games even, that have done this. But I saw an article today, someone saying that like the 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 best cyberpunk game of the year is Ghost Runner. Yeah, I saw and that too. I'm kind of inclined. Yeah, I was like, I'm kind of inclined to agree. I've played like five hours, six hours of that game. It's very good, mm. but it also and it has that aesthetic and that the the synthwave music that I really dig and all that stuff in there. And it's obviously a completely different game, and it's by a smaller team, all that sort of stuff. But the game works, and it works beautifully on my PC. And that game's running on Switch. I don't know how well it runs on Switch. I, I, I think it runs any... not great on Switch, but it it is on Switch. Right, you know, much fair. like it The Witcher Three you know? is on Switch. <laughs> exactly, you know, it's on Switch. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, again, I don't know what it's like on like last gen consoles either or anything like that. But it's it's definitely worth your money. That is that is a good game. Um, and I I keeping. For the most part, I, I I am you know I have moments like especially on the show. If you only know me from this podcast, like I have moments where I like have my heel moments, you know, like you know Crash Bandicoot sucks, all Sonic games are bad, that kind of stuff. Like you know, I that I do believe that to some extent, but it's not like I'm not writing hate letters and all this other stuff. Like it's not part of my everyday persona. I am. A, I like to think I'm a pretty optimistic person, especially when it comes to things that I'm excited for. Um, so I'm. I'm trying to be optimistic about this whole thing, but it's like every day it just begets. It just gets harder and harder and harder to stay optimistic about this. And I. Uh, I. I. I don't want to just like cut and run. I'm. I. I think that's why I've, I haven't played it for a few days. I've just sort of, kind of like ignored most things cyberpunk for the last three days. Um, I've actually been playing Shovel Knight. I finally picked that up again Great game. on the Switch. It, fantastic game. But um, so that's been good to sort of go back, like, because I only ever finished the first campaign. So I'm playing through that again before I play through the next, like, campaigns. And I'm like, this is good. This is like a, a just like a, a, a an emotional reset that I can just, like, tune out. And now I think tomorrow night I'll probably jump back into Cyberpunk because I was, like, in terms of, like, crashes and bugs and stuff, I had, I've had, like, three or four crashes and I've been playing for like 15 hours, maybe I want to say roughly. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've had like a few, like those few crashes. I've had a couple of weird bugs and frame, like consistent frame rate issues. But apart from that, I haven't really had that bad a time. Um, I think I've also sort of like prepared from uh, like, years and years and years of not having a decent PC or playing PC games on a laptop and just sort of being used to just performance jank. Um, and obviously it's a bit different in this situation because it's not my 
pro- it's not my fault. It's no, you bought a console and they put this game yeah. on this console and it just doesn't run very well on this console. Yeah, yeah, but I just I I really I really do hope that there is some sort of redemption to this. I think I, the thing I feel the most strongly about is I think that the management, uh, the the higher ups and management teams uh, at CD Projekt Red need to either take a long hard look at themselves or maybe it's time to move on um because i think that's where a lot of these problems have stemmed from in some way shape or form so the thing for me is i'm going i really hope because I, I do think this game will be much better in a couple of months because you know that's probably when it should have come out but more than anything i want them to look at the situation and learn going into the next witcher game which i think is pretty much the next thing on their docket yeah. uh I really don't want, don't want history to repeat because I do for no. most of the time like CD Projekt. Obviously, their marketing sometimes is god awful. Just yeah, uh, really we haven't bad. even touched on no, we yeah. have in the past, but we didn't even touch on that like that whole thing being brought up again as well. It's mm-hmm. I don't mean to dismiss that by saying that whole thing either because that sounds really reductive of it. But yeah, it's like we could talk for hours about this whole like Just everything, all, every misstep they've had because there's been so many. And yeah, yeah, like you said, I don't blame you for tuning out of Cyberpunk news because almost each day there's a new one. I think today was maybe a day off for them because I haven't seen anything bad. But like, yeah, me too. Yesterday or the day before, there was that. This wasn't even directly Cyberpunk. This was actually City Project's other venture, Good Old Games. Yeah. Um, not not selling uh, Devotion, which is the game that was banned in China, even though they removed the offensive reference, as far as I've heard. And just, though, it did bring about one of my favorite burns, because obviously they put out that post, which was just like, well, we've been messaged by many gamers, and we're not yeah. going to sell it. So then there was the, um, everyone's, everyone, I have to say everyone, because I'm sure everyone agrees with me, everyone's favorite parody account, ex-Sony CEO, Kaz Hirai. Kaz Hirai. He tweeted, he basically quote tweeted that, and was just, said the, had the exact same statement, but about Cyberpunk on PSN. It's like, due yep. to many messages received from gamers, we've decided to no longer st- sell Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation Store. And honestly, it 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 broke me for a good five minutes or ten minutes. It was great. That is like, th- that that tweet specifically, uh, the account itself is very good, but that tweet specifically is like onion, Batuta av- advocate levels it's, of it's like... It's top, top shelf. <laughs> the hard drive. Like, it is like s- s- dancing so finely on like the line of being legitimate and believable it's mm. yeah oh, anyway they're, they're, yeah i i don't want to dwell on it too long because i know there's a lot of negativity around cyberpunk at the moment and honestly what we're doing is just just sort of giving our own takes on how we feel about how negative it is yeah uh it's a bummer because yeah much like you joel i was enjoying what i was playing obviously my time was cut short but i do want to get back into night city I see plenty of people posting about how much they're enjoying it. So I just, mm-hmm. I want to get back to it, but I can't, which is a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I just want those patches to get out. I want, I hope those developers are getting rest and breaks. I did see if they changed the uh, way their bonuses were going to work. It's no longer, they're just yes. getting their bonuses now because it's not being based on the uh, reviews, probably for the best since they yeah. are dipping more and more every day. Yeah. Um if you if you're like us as well and um and have sort of been a bit bummed out by it and you kind of like are still enjoying the game, um, your housemate actually put me onto and I've he- I've checked it out very briefly, but I need to go back and have a bit more of a look. But there's a subreddit called R slash low sodium 
Cyberpunk, um, which is just a whole bunch of people who are kind of digging the game and just talking about it there. And I'm like, sweet. What, what I will say is, don't be scared of the bugs, though. I've seen some amazing bugs. I saw a bug oh, yeah. today. It was just someone riding their bike down the street in Cyberpunk, just minding their own business, just riding along, and then for no reason, just like a thud, cut to black, load screen, loads, comes back, and their character's just in the sky above Night City, just flying. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? And then, of course, someone, yeah. someone naturally edited that, so that when it, he's riding the bike and it cuts to hard black, and it comes back up to the Skyrim intro. <laughs> of course, yeah. There we go. So you're finally awake. Yeah, yep, right. Of course. As soon as you started saying that, I was like, I know yeah, where this is going. Exactly. That's how I thought the video was going to go the first time, but no, that's in fact just a bug that happened. There are some funny yeah. bugs, and it's been at least giving me some joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I-, I think I'm at that point now where I- it is giving me a little bit of joy by looking at those. But yeah, there was a period of time there where I was just like, I just don't want to hear about anything. I'm just a bit sad about things. Um, and I know that seems very entitled gamer of me and, and stuff like that. I just... I don't know, man. I just I was Look, really looking forward to it. And it it's will get just, better. And if this is how senior yeah. projects higher ups have to learn, then I guess so be it. Again, That's more than it. anything, I just feel for those developers who were already probably being run ragged to get it out before it should have even been out. Can you imagine if this game it was it was April this year it was slated for originally? Jesus, good yeah, lord! Like, what what do you what, think that, it looked like at that point? That would have been like a cl- closed alpha stage almost. Oh like my God, Jesus. <sighs> Yeah. But uh, I do think that's enough of Cyberpunk for now, Joel. As we've both stated, it's going to get patches. I think it's quite clear at this point. CD Projekt Red has made a lot of mistakes. Uh, so like when, when these patches drop and we come back around to the game in a few weeks and a month's time, we can revisit it and we'll see how we feel. But yeah. I think, Joel, it's time to shift our shift ourselves into the bonus round. <laughs> Bonus round. The bonus round is, of course, our Jack of All Trades segment. We make this whatever we want. And in this particular case, we're a couple of weeks late on paying good on some dues, Joel. Because yeah. the Game Awards happened. The 2020 Keeleys happened. They did. And we have a wager. Now, we do. We decided since it's been a couple of weeks, we're not going to run through the winners and losers list. Like, you can easily... You probably know already. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yeah. So, Joel... Who wants to go first? Who wants to reveal their score first? I've counted twice, and I'm confident that I've gotten it right with our, our rules. Yeah, same here. Uh, and just to clarify as well, we haven't told each other. No, who, no, no, absolutely We haven't not. told each other. Like I think in the last couple of years, we may have mentioned it to each other before we started recording, but we have we are both in the dark uh, as to what the other person's score is. Um, I'm just going to rip the band-aid off. Uh, so my final score after my tallying was a grand total of 35. Joel, you're not going to believe this. Oh, it's... God Joel, based on my tallying, Jesus Christ, I finished on 36. Mother... (laughs) Motherfucker! God damn it, my son is asleep right now. And, I am oh, so sorry, man. You said, you said, fucking man, one, imagine if it was a point. God damn, again. One point again. again. That's a triple, triple win streak for me. I'm doing, feeling pretty good. Oh, great. Great. 
great, great. Why do so... I fucking suggest we do this every year? Fucking great. We're so um, close. Like, <laughs> can I before before you announce what what fucking goddamn hell I'm going to be put through? Um, can I? I'll just I'll, I'll let you know the things that I was choosing between. Yeah, for your for your pick because the 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 wager uh-huh. was that the the loser has to play a game of the winners choosing from Game Pass, right? Because we both got Game Pass, we thought that's really good. We don't have to spend any money on it than we already are for you know actually wanting to spend money on things. Um, so the two things that like the well three things I was choosing between one I I, I sort of decided against beforehand because um you didn't have the EA Play part like a bundle or whatever attached to your game pass. So I was going to make you play uh, FIFA 17 and play like uh, the campaign, the single player campaign, the journey with Alex Hunter. Look, I'll be honest. If more sporting games need campaigns. Yeah, I agree. That's, what, that's how, that's how they're going to get me. I thought that was a really good pick. Cause I was like, it's something out of your comfort zone. It's, but it'd be interesting to hear your take on it. I'd be, uh, that was why I, I was like, there's good content for the show as well. Um, the other ones I was picking between was um, uh, F1 2019, because not even I want to play that, because I'm not into F1. And the one that I think I'd settled on was a, uh, was going to be a Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. Um, Can I say, Joel, that actually nearly made my shortlist as well. <laughs> I thought it might. When I saw it on there, I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. I saw that and I'm like, this like is a gimme. Like, that's got to be on the list. So, yeah, that was what... What could have been, but alas, destiny and fate has other plans for me. So they sure do. So I'll be honest with you, Joel. I actually had a suggestion that was going to be super left field, but I was going to completely negate you spending any money on it. I was going to gift it to you, but I also know you won't play it. So I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I was going to send you a copy of Phasmophobia oh God. and make you play that. I'll tell you what. Which I still might do. I might do that down the road. I was going to say, it'll get used because my wife will play it. Like, Ash, I know. Ash desperately wants to play it. So, full, like, disclo- full disclosure, Ash was like, make him play Phasmophobia. Oh, and I was like, Look, a- I'll try, God but damn. he won't. God but damn. I will I will make you play it eventually. Yeah, look. But I'm, I'm so sorry, Joel. I'll tell you what two things that I actually nearly picked instead. Okay. Because I, ma- I basically had rounded it down to three games, and I there's actually the game I picked themes quite nicely with what we're going to be discussing. Um, which I hope doesn't give it away, but I think you, it, it definitely is a clue. I so I, the two that I didn't go with but nearly had you playing, one of them was Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Oh, I'm curious about that game, actually, but yeah. Oh, and uh, Rise, Son of Rome. Was the oh, other one. That, that was like one of my early shortlists like, <laughs> for you as well. But I'm so sorry, Joel. The game you're playing is Perfect Dark Zero. Motherfucker. God damn it. You have to. You, I do. I do. Perfect Dark Zero. I do have to play Perfect Dark Zero. Good. I mean, look. If I'm looking at this from, on, on a positive note, I've not played it. But then on a negative note, I actually currently live in a world where I haven't played that game. And that's going to change. Great. And it's great. At, at this point for you, Perfect Dark is a, ga- a series that had one game, and it was amazing. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it's like it's like Indiana Jones. I, I haven't seen Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so in my eyes, there's three Indiana Jones movies, exist. and they're great. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, so um, like, so I own Perfect Dark Zero. I played it for an hour, and I hated it. So, Joel, I, I'm I, so excited to hear what you think. I really um, am. It just the the thing like at at like very base level alone, just from the promotional stuff. I already know I hate it because 
I know. Joanna Dark isn't fucking American. No. God. God, how so, they fuck it up. Well, we, we can hammer out how long you've got to play it for, Joel. But, yeah, um, we'll sort that out. I'll, I'll do that. The main thing is point. that you are playing Perfect Dark Zero. Right. Great. Oh. I can't believe it was by one point one again. One fucking point again. God damn it. After, after the show, I'm going to do a safety retelling. <laughs> just to, just to be clear. I and we may too. do an, a, an amendment next week, but like, I don't want to be that's like too perfect. I don't want to be sore loser or anything, but you know what? I fucking demanding will a recount. <laughs> I fucking will too. Recount, oh, recount. Yeah, sorry. Nah, take it to the Supreme Court. I did. See, do you know what I did wrong? I didn't announce that I'd won before we start. Like, no, it's true. That's what I you didn't tweet done. it out. I should have tweeted out that I won. That's the you process picked, that you need. You to picked do. so many winners. You picked all the winners. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Everything. I I already knew it all, so that's why I had insider trading. Anyway. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking good. Oh man. One point. Oh speaking it's delicious and also I can't believe it. Three three years in a row, Joel, next year gonna have to gonna I have to come like up with and a, come Yeah, I have to come up with some more fucking... Because I, 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 that was my idea to amend the rules this year as well, and it still bit me in the fucking ass. I actually oh. really like those rules. I, I yeah. made it way more fun. Yeah, I just thought it was yeah, just to sort of tuck, like pull back the curtain a little bit on that. I guess it was I, I um I was sort of thinking about it, and I was like, because oh, I went to do go do my actual votes, and I was like, ah, oh, I want to I I want to vote this way because that's how I feel my vote would be. But in terms of the game that we're playing, I necessarily wouldn't have picked that. Like, you know, I think one of them was like, um, oh yeah, best debut game. Um, was like, I voted for Carrion because I really liked Carrion, but I sort of knew Phasmophobia was going to win. Like, you know, it was... Yeah. So I was like, I, I'd be shooting myself in the foot by voting with my heart. So I wanted to have that sort of, sort of like, you know, double or nothing. But if you if it did line up, there is a possibility, you know, you've doubled down on, and, and you've backed yourself, you can get the double points. But um, that way it didn't impact my... Not that, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> I... I shouldn't say that not that my vote doesn't count because that's a really, again, reductive thing to say because especially in a year like this year has been. So, I mean, to be fair, when it comes to the Game Awards, like players, I think, were 10% of the vote. Yeah. So to be fair. Exactly. But like, really. it was just, it was just how I was like, you know, I wanted to sort of vote honestly and, and truthfully to what I thought would win and also to what I thought I wanted to win. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Great. Fucking hell. Speaking of perfect, can we talk about other Perfect Dark related things that I'm actually excited about? We can talk about the reveals because that's oh. obviously... So anyone anyone who's anyone knows that the Game Awards are like 20% awards. I don't know, 10, 20% of Jeff Keighley talking. Yep. And then like 60% trailers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what... And, that's just and you, how, know, you know what? That's how I fucking like it. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. The only thing I, I should we do like overall impressions of the show? I guess because it, it was a different, yeah, a, a different show this year. It was weird this year. It was because like, of COVID. Yeah, like you know, understandably so. But I think they did a really good job considering. I think it still had that pizzazz to it that Jeff always tries to bring to the table. Um, as as always, my biggest, my biggest problems are just how he decides which awards to just give time to yeah jeff you gave no respect to best soundtrack and it 
always makes me so angry. Yeah, it yeah, it, it angers me so much. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of like you know music related things as well, that was one thing that was sort of missing. There was a couple of performances, um, but like the live music performances were obviously quite different because they were pre-recorded. Pre-recorded, yeah. Um, but yeah, the ones that were there, like um, I mean, I, Lynn and the Persona Five Strikers band doing uh. The fucking it was last surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, like the strikers version. The strikers yeah. version. I was like, I applauded in my lounge room by myself at the end of that because I was like, this got me fucking hyped. Like, um, especially after coming off like official confirmation that that release date is real and we are getting it in the West in February. So, um, and just seeing them fucking jam out to that, I was like, yes, please, that's great. And uh, Eddie Vedder doing um. Uh, future days from the last of us part well featured in the last of us part two um i'd be lying if i said uh i didn't tear up at that um because like that song's already quite good uh it's quite it's quite a lovely song but um yeah the emotional gut punch that it carries now anytime i hear it is um uh, and controversial opinion maybe i think troy's version was better but uh, that's that's the topic. I mean, that yeah. performance was in less than ideal conditions. Of course, yeah, here. yeah, absolutely. I don't know. There, I, I, I don't know. It, it was just I, at the time. I was just like, it was very good, and like obviously, you know, Eddie Vedder wrote it, and it, it's it's his song and Pearl Jam's song, um, and it was fantastic, like fantastically performed. But I don't know. I just I think I just preferred. It's one of those things where it's like I kind of like the cover better than the original in a way, but. I still respect the original. Anyway, that's my nerdy music corner out of the way. Um, yeah, look, no, res- no, not enough respect given their video game music. And mm, once again, yeah, the game orchestra was there again for its game of the year thing, and that was cool. I think it sounded better very, than last year's, but sounded really good. Yeah, Jeff, you know, like video game music is actually quite amazing, and you could definitely afford to have even more of it in your show about video games. I'm yep. just putting that out there. Yep. Um, shout out to the the drummer in the London Symphony Orchestra, the 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 woman drummer who was fucking having the time of her life, and it, she, every time I cut to her, I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great! I'm getting hyped." Um, yeah, that was that was my highlight from from that performance. <laughs> uh, no, not not true at all. The whole thing was fantastic. Though. I really enjoyed that. But um, yeah, I think the show was really good. I I quite enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed I it more I, because of the the world premieres. So I definitely enjoyed it more than last year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year's was a, for sure. Yeah, last year's was a weird one for a completely whole different kettle of fish. So still can't believe it ended on that on, ended on that Fast and the Furious game. Yeah, I think about that to this day. Yeah, it's um, it's haunting. <laughs> it wasn't the last time we'll see Vin Diesel? Though. Fucking, it was not. That oh, biggest what the fuck moment. We'll get to that. Um, how do you want to go about this? Do you want to, uh... Well, we've got a list for Polygon here, and I don't know if it's in chronological order, but I think it feels like it... No, it's, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's definitely, definitely not. not, because yeah, there's one three, of these really... Three in, it was like, yeah, no, that definitely wasn't there. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, well, do you want to... Let's just, let's just pick our favourite announcements first, shall we? Okay. okay. So I think we both have, we both have very clear front runners. Oh, yeah. You, you can go first. Oh yeah! Even though it's slightly tainted now because of the results of the the actual awards, 
Um, holy shit. We got to see what the initiative is working on, um, which is the uh, Xbox's or Microsoft's sort of like, how are they? They've been describing it as quadruple A studio that they've been working on, a quadruple yeah. A title. They've like got a bunch of devs from like various <coughs> other triple A studios it's a pretty house to make this game yeah like the list of people they've got is pretty fucking good um, there's an interview to watch apparently which i haven't done yet which i kind of oh. wish because if i'm gonna be nitpicky man i'm so pumped for perfect dark is back mm-hmm. didn't get much out of his trailer no it's a, especially yeah that that intro sort of like with some of the people from the from the initiative talking about every time I said go to say the initiative, I always go to say the coalition. Cause I get those two uh, and, mixed and up. Cause they're both Microsoft studios as well. Like yeah. it's completely understandable. Yeah. Xbox needs to just get better names. Yeah. Yeah. No, no more the studios. Um, yeah. So I, uh, there's that little intro section that was sort of like led into it with, with some of the people from the initiative talking about like, you know, a, an eco shooter or something like that. And like, I was like, okay, interesting. All right. And my first thought was like, oh, cool. It's, a, it's an original IP. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a new thing. And then the trailer started and it's like, you know, a drone footage. It starts so on a satellite. What part, what part got you? What part? I mean, there's there's like the massive red flag where like, oh, that's the Datadyne logo. It's perfect dark. Was there anything before that that sort of jumped out at you or not really? Not on first viewing. On second and okay. like, on, on, on like, you know, Subsequent viewings, um, the 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 gun on the wall. I'm like, is that the a gun laptop me, uh, gun? So when I was first watching it, I was like, is that a laptop gun? I mean, probably not. But I mean, it sure it reminded me of a laptop gun. I love laptop guns. Yeah, maybe it's perfect dark. But yeah, obviously, once once you go past that Datadyne logo, you're like, holy shit! I it is in fact perfect dark. I jumped out of my. It was like it was it was like joker being announced for smash two years ago like i jumped out of my seat and like gasped so hard that i almost passed out like it was like oh my god it's the fucking data logo um and then yeah the the final like reveal of uh agent dark speaking in her british accent once again so all is well all is correct with the world um I'm curious about it. like there's not a, whole, a lot really to unpack about it apart from the fact that yeah it's set in sort of like a not too distant future where like corporations have been trying to like control like climate change and the weather and and eco threats and things like that and yeah it's interesting right because all I really want to see is Joanna Dark being a sweet stealthy agent again uh, so I- like it was cool it was cool to see it and was like sweet perfect dark's back but i i am hungry for more it is cool to know that it's coming though like, exactly even though i think like there's been rumors for ages at this point that perfect mm-hmm. dark was coming back well because um, the rumor the, the rumor that i remember that was, had stuck with me the most was that it was a game set within the perfect dark universe but not necessarily focusing on like well, joanna dark also, or anything like that also rumors about like it being third person as well yes so. Yeah, there's there's been plenty of rumors, so it wasn't terribly surprising to see Perfect Dark back. But it was cool. It was cool to have a confirmation. I I was just I, it was just exciting just to to get pumped about uh to, to get pumped about it. I was very very excited to see Joanna Dark show up, and um, I my one hope for it I think is I I still hope they 
have a chance to be a little bit goofy with it. Maybe maybe in like a slightly more serious or subtle way. Not like, you know, aliens that are called Elvis or anything like that. But like, they still get to be like a bit weird and a bit out there. And like, I, 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 it seems like they've got blank checks to make this game for what I've heard in terms of like what, what the initiative have been allowed. It seems that they've got quite a lot of resources at their disposal. So I'm, I'm curious to keep an eye on this and, and who knows when it's... I mean, that's for the best because I'm honestly, I'm sorry, Initiative. I'm going to have to request that not only it has a campaign and a really good multiplayer. Yes. But it also has incredible co-op and the counter-op stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just need all of that in the game. Yeah. And it's just how it's going to be. I really hope... I really hope that they do do that. I think because I am, I am definitely one of the people who I rate Perfect Dark over Goldeneye. Um, I mean, which did you my, play first, though? Goldeneye. Okay. Yeah, I play I play Goldeneye first, and um, I I don't know. I just I played so much more Perfect Dark. I, I just, for something about that world and 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 that just really clicked with me and because the multiplayer I could play this sounds really sad and I think I've mentioned it before on the show but the multiplayer was like the first console game that I ever played uh, or first game that I ever played but flat out um, had like bots you could play against uh, in like you know you could you could just load a whole bunch of bots into a game and shoot them you didn't have to have friends to play against um, and <laughs> But it was I, I liked that that I could I could like once I'd finished the campaign I could just still boot that game up and play it I didn't need to have you know people over to to necessarily do that um, so that's why I think it stuck out in my mind but yeah I'm just I'm pumped it's it's back it's who back. who knows what it's gonna be and who knows when we'll see it again but it exists it's out there in the world so. It's definitely the game that makes me go, all right, maybe I need to keep an eye on Xboxes. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, oh, because... Game Pass is already a really good deal. Like, why the fuck not? Like, it's... In a few years' time, I'm, I'm assuming that Xboxes will be pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yep. I'll do it for Joanna Dark. Fucking A. No doubt. Fuck it. For British Joanna Dark in particular as yeah, well. For, for, for proper Joanna Dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joanna Dark Prime. Redemption. Um, <laughs> what about you, Kyron? Uh, so there's only one true winner for best announcement, and it's it's, it's funny, right? We talked all about Cyberpunk at the start of the episode and how how a lot of the stuff that is has tainted the game itself. So my favorite announcement was the reveal that Sephiroth is coming to Smash Brothers because mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. And then I was immediately reminded about all the bullshit Nintendo was pulling behind the scenes with Smash, pulling like shutting down all these melee tournaments now, all these ultimate tournaments. And using ridiculous excuses like, oh, well, we might do that in the future. So we're going to just shut you down. And then all the melee professionals being like, okay, so you'll bring us on to promote your new game. And then as soon as we're not promoting your new game, you'll just cut us off. Mm. I mean, I feel like it's, yeah. Nintendo, not not looking good right now. No. But that trailer for Sephiroth and Smash looking really good right now. This is also one of the other moments, like, it wasn't as loud a gasp but it definitely got a gasp from me as soon as like as soon as like uh uh one wing angel was sort of kicking in i was like everyone knows it man when Jesus. those first notes kick in it's just like boom, holy boom, like, crap fuck yeah it's sephiroth he's yeah. in smash he will literally follow cloud anywhere just <laughs> anywhere doesn't even matter doesn't care 
Cloud can't catch a break. Cloud and Samus, two of my favorite characters, just being pursued relentlessly by an enemy that they're like, I killed that thing. I killed Ridley. I killed Sephiroth. It's happened so many times. Why won't they leave us alone? <laughs> um, but yeah, that trailer was incredible. Uh, it was. Easily my favorite Smash trailer, I think. Just no no contest. Because shout out to Sakurai for clearly being such a massive fan of Advent Children. Like, he, he, he must love that movie. Yeah. Like, between throwing in, like, Advent One-Winged Angel over the top of it, heaps of shots basically straight out of Advent Children. Just it's, clearly yeah. had so much fun making that trailer. And the cool thing about it was, as well, like, you could kind of... With some of the other reveal trailers for Smash Fighters, you, you can kind of, like, deduct pretty, like, early on sometimes as to what direction and tone that the new character is going to be. This one, because I started with, like, you know, characters at, like, you know, the uh, the World of Light sort of sequence. Yeah, basically, like, like the intro sort of area. But they had... like, the big boss. Yeah, but they had, like, um, other... Like, some of the, the fighters that have been announced since there as well. Um, it was sort of, like, who knows where this is going. It, even, like... I must admit, my first thought was when, like, the the ball that was in the sky with the wings and all that sort of stuff went like, it went like a yellowy orange color. And I'm like, are we getting fucking Goku in this game? Like I thought it was going to turn into a dragon ball and I was going to be like, fuck. All right, shit, here we go. And then, yeah, the slice. And then, uh, yeah, I haven't wanted the angel cup kicking in. It was just like, man, it's, it was a rush and he looks perfect. Yeah. And I played as him now because obviously we are recording after the presentation, which I don't want to dwell on too long because it happened the other day. Love the Sephiroth challenge. Went in there, cleaned his clock after a couple of tries. That character is sweet. I'm going to use him so much. So much. Nice. <laughs> so much fun. Nice. Yeah, I, th- um, I still haven't bought the second Fighters Pass yet, so I should get around to if that. I, like, if I hadn't, like, the second it's Sephiroth, <laughs> like, the second One-Winged Angel would have started playing, I'm like, oh, get my Switch, enter in my credit card details, give it to me now. It would, it, auto, it, it would have auto. It would have auto bought it. Like it's. It's. I'm <laughs> surprised you don't have like some sort of macro set up to your bank account that anytime you hear <laughs> that when music, it's just like auto like buy anything. Anything from seven. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's just buy that. Auto auto add to cart. Yeah. Um, it's funny as well because I was thinking so like it was great to like looking at all these Smash characters. I couldn't help but think, I'm like, man, it would have been great. Like it was awesome having Cloud in Smash 4, but man, this would have been such a good year to get Cloud and Smash, but it's already there. And like seven remakes come out and we're like really living in this, this resurgence of the popularity of seven. Once again, man, it's a bummer that Cloud's already in the game. For some reason, it didn't even cross my mind that they'd be like, screw it. Sephiroth as well. Why not? Well, that's but the thing. When like- it happened, I was just like, Jesus Christ. On the list of, it. like, rumoured things and things, like, that people were making a lot of noise about, it was non-existent. Like, I... No, I'd, Sephiroth was not even in the in the, the ballpark. Hadn't even thought about it. But then you sort of, like, think about it and you go, oh, it makes sense. Like, that's maybe that's why there is only two songs with, uh, that got added, like, in the game from, yeah. uh, from Final Fantasy, from so... My God. Yeah. Fixed, though. Fixed. And his stage, Northern Cave, is just spectacular. The the songs are great. The new arrangements for um I think it's opening bombing mission, Aerith's theme, and Cosmo Canyon, and the main theme of Seven are just stunning. Like 
it it's it really does feel like redemption for how Square Enix was just like, all right, we'll give you Cloud and the stage, and you can have, I don't know, the battle track and the boss track from the original game. That's it, though. That's all you get. And you're like, are you serious? Mm. This game has like a four disc soundtrack of bangers, and you're like, here's two songs. I wonder if um, that the, there were already in talks back then, and that's why. Oh, who knows? Well, because there was already was plenty of rumors when Ultimate was coming around that Cloud was a real sticking point. Like apparently, it was like you might lose him. But at the same time, mm. we now live in a world where 7 is on Switch. Like, when Cloud came to Smash 4, it wasn't. Because that was on the Wii U, it's and true. 7 was just like, ugh, ugh. But it's on Switch now. Cloud is on a Nintendo platform. I just love, again, for a, a, a man who can proclaim just like, no, all the characters in Smash will be from video games. And you watch that trailer, you're like, dude, most of this is Advent Children, man. Yeah. He's from a movie. Yeah. I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Like, I'm so down with this, but it's a lot of movie stuff here. It's, um, my final thought on it is, uh, that, um, that shot in the reveal trailer with Mario, with Mario. on the end of his sword, I was just like, holy shit, like, what the fuck? And then you see, it's just like pinned him through his, uh, overalls. I'm like, it's funny. Cause funny. that shot's amazing. Yeah. But also leads into my favorite detail as well, where Mario is still on Sephiroth's sword when Cloud rushes in. Oh my so God. Like they clash swords, and you can if you go slow mo, you'll see it. He doesn't fling him off. They clash swords, and then they spin, and that's when Sephiroth flings Mario off. I did not like, hit, even see that. I need to watch. It's that a treat. Again. Go back, yeah, go back and watch the trailer and sit, watch that part. It's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, I just love how funny that two of my favorite Smash reveal trailers both re- in- involve the impalement of Mario in some form. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Ridley was just like, "Not nah, killed him," and Sephiroth's like, "Nearly killed him." Yeah. Mario's running out of extra lives here, dude. Like, like the the Ridley one was definitely more brutal, I think. Oh, absolutely. Because they were just like, he straight up got impaled. Like that's he, he killed he killed Mega Man and he has killed Mario. Yeah, like he's it, like, oh boy. But yeah, this one was like, I, it's almost like it was a response to to that, just being like, nah, we're yeah. just fucking with you. Nah, tricked you. Yeah. So that means the only one who's really dead, I guess, is Luigi when he got killed in the Castlevania one. Oh yeah, he's straight up dead. Like he's dead. He was a ghost. He's gone. God damn. Rest he... in peace, Luigi. Woo! Um, um but yeah, that was easily my favorite. My God. Holy shit. And so good that it was this at the start because Nintendo came out and said they were gonna reveal the next Smash Fighter. So everyone was just like, cool, we're getting a Smash character. But we didn't know when it was gonna happen in the show. I did not expect it to basically be the thing as soon as the pre-show ended. Just when Jeff was doing his long intro, it's been like, it almost feels like everyone is here. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing it right here. I have not had time to prepare for this at all. Yeah, I know. And it was, yeah, it was, Angel. yeah, did not expect that to be, you know, yeah, how the actual show itself was going to kick off. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to go from here? There's, there's one thing that sort of, I think we're both might have some thoughts on. There's two trailers that have me very excited. Oh, okay. Also, didn't show much, so I completely understand if people are like, Ugh, okay. I don't think this is very cool. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, one of them wasn't even really for a game. It was just confirmation of something we already really knew, wasn't it? Is that even your Mass Effect? Yeah. I There's, there's nuggets in there? There is, yeah. I've I've done like, a little bit of... Not, I haven't dived right into that hole yet but i've i've seen like, some stuff that that one happened very late and i've seen some people complaining about it and look i get it i get it it doesn't show much and it's it's kind of dumb to be like mass effect will continue it's like well we know because yeah. you already announced the next mass effect 
Um, And, like, having this happen after they had all those departures as well. Yeah. But at the same time, like, watching it, I was like, okay, oh, man. Like, just little things. And it's rough as well because I can see there are some people who are a bit disappointed, but it seems like it's almost responding to how Andromeda was received. Mm -hmm. Because we're basically, we're going back to the Milky Way, at least. Of course. We saw, like, we see the the relays that had smashed. We see the rem... the ruins of a reaper in the background. The Yasari sort of... who talks is basically Liara, yeah, it exactly. seems like. And like some sort of N7 armor or insignia Yeah, the as N7 well. armor. But it does, at the direct, I think someone who's working on the game said it was very intentional choice. Like at the start of a trailer, it does show the Andromeda system as well as the Milky Way. Right. So maybe we're getting into some shenanigans here. Be interesting. But yeah, that, that trailer, I completely sympathize with anyone who was just like, this is nothing. Like, oh, I miss Mass Effect for some dumb reason. Yeah, me too. And I, I still, I choose to believe in Bioware because I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Me too. It's, I, I so think, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it as well. Um, I, I would, I will take this type of trailer over people sitting at desks any day. So that's why I'm thankful for. Um, that it wasn't just like a. Hey, yeah, we're true, working on the yeah. next Mass Effect game, and uh, here's some people working on some concept art. They'll be like, "No, this was like a, this was like a, a proper tease. Like it was." Yeah, it feels like a concept trailer. It's like how they, how they showed they were wanting to continue the series. Yeah. which is yeah, it's exciting. And yeah. like with the um, legendary collect- trilogy coming, like a collection coming next year. Uh, I recently picked up Andromeda since I don't have Cyberpunk, so I'm playing for Andromeda again at the moment, and I'm actually enjoying the game more than I remember enjoying it originally. Yeah. So, yeah. I should probably I'm just sort of do ready that as well. to go to Mass Effect. I should probably do that as well. I was pretty harsh on that game. I was. I didn't even finish it. Yeah, like I, I was looking at my save data for my original character. I played for like sixty hours and got halfway through the game and just never went back. You got and way. I I think I played for maybe twenty hours, maybe that long, and I was like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> this is not engaging me whatsoever. I just didn't feel. And any... to be fair, like a lot of reason I dropped off was just like the endless list of like technical issues that game had mm. which patches have fixed most of them now which is nice yeah so it is it is better now i um, don't know i just yeah, i, I just didn't been... feel that an immediate like connection to which is unfair it is pretty unfair to say but like it was hard coming off the back of something like you know regardless of how it ended but like off something like mass effect 3 and having that journey with those characters um and like I, i'm excited for that collection as well because i actually have not played one properly so um, oh really that's interesting i've played a bit of it but i never but, but i ended up just getting two and doing on, on playstation and get doing the motion comic thing which is really cool but um i would like to actually have my shepherd go through all three adventures yeah and... one has a one's got a good story mm. um so i keep hearing that it's um and two sort of like yeah it's a combination two's got a, two's got a good story and it's got the good gameplay and then three's got the good gameplay and like half of a good story. Yeah, yeah. Like most Until of the wheels fall off at like like three quarters of the way through the game. Yeah, Mass Effect three maybe the real Mass Effect three was the friends we made along the way, is basically Maybe it was. That's... And it was. It was my friends. That... The real Mass Effect three was the Citadel DLC. Yeah, actually. Yeah, very true. We have the big party with everyone. That was easily the highlight of that game for me. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect was was one of the ones. There's another one, but it's also the Bioware. I was going to say, it's very exciting. The other Bioware one? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's the one-two combo of the other Bioware <laughs> game. 
just me and my endless quest to be just please show me more dragon just show me more dragon age and they're like okay here's here's like 30 seconds of in-game potentially environments i'm like cool it'll do it'll hold me over (laughs) but i want that game yeah i mean look i i still haven't um clicked with a with a dragon age i mean to be fair i've only played inquisition so like that's probably doing it a disservice to say that anyway but um i didn't really i'd never finished that i did play quite a lot i did and i enjoyed what i played i just never got around to finishing it um just because I, sp- I spent like, way too much time in the hinterlands, but in the hinterlands, yeah, a lot of games have that problem now as well. And I like that it's basically referred to as the hinterlands problem, where it's like, no, 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 it's like Inquisition. Don't get bogged down here. Just get through that first area and come back occasionally and chip away at it. And it, it is easily the best advice I could give anyone playing Inquisition is just get through the hinterlands. Don't stay there too long, and then you can just occasionally dip back in there. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, we know pretty much as much about this new dragon age as we do mass effect mm. we know it's about um everyone's favorite dread the dread wolf from inquisition who that elf man man how it was um solace yeah solace the punch in the face yep uh it's so funny because i remember when they first showed i think it was two or three game awards ago they had like the dread wolf rises teaser mm-hmm. i was like what the hell is this like i played inquisition what who's what is happening here but i hadn't actually played the dlc so when i went back to it this year there's a dlc expansion called trespasser which basically leads into the next dragon age and now i'm like oh okay i'm super motivated now because the way that dlc ends i was like i have to catch solace (laughs) right that's really cool in a really interesting way like um yeah so i'm back i'm back on board team bioware i mean i never really (laughs) left i was dubious about andromeda and i tried anthem but i cho- i want to believe in that team i want to believe that ea hasn't crushed them yet and i want these next two games to be good yeah please yeah they deserve it these two especially i think are the ones that i think most people are wanting to be it was awesome that they got to try out on a on a new ip and obviously it didn't work very well oh, yeah. and who knows when if that revamp's still happening or <sighs> what's going on with that well Probably by a team of like two or three people yeah like you know We've still got our two dollar copy or four dollar copies or whatever that we we in preparation for that day, um, but yeah, I think they're the ones that like people want outside of like Kotor, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. So it's never going to happen. Nah. So I think yeah, Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age are the closest you're going to get to like that recapturing that classic Bioware vibe. Um, one that stuck out to me. Uh, it's from everyone's favorite, um, everyone's favorite lun- uh, Oscars hating lunatic Joseph Farris at Hazelight Studios. Um, we're going to look at It Takes Two, their next game, which is similar vein to uh, A Way Out, where it's like split screen co op game. The whole game's co op, um, online or local. Uh, this one actually interests me a lot more. One after seeing this trailer, and two potentially than A Way Out. Um, because the setup for this looks really interesting in the fact that like, it's these, uh, this woman and a man who are having to try and work together to get through, to overcome some sort of like spell that they've been, they've come down with, which have turned them into like claymation doll things that, um, and they have in in this wildly fantastical and overly colorful world. Um, 
but like the kicker in this, this trailer is you find out that they were actually married and are sort of it seems like have either recently divorced or are going through a separation um that's what i gathered from it as well and there's this sort of book of it's called the book of love that's sort of guiding them through this journey and i'm like there's a story here and if they nail this this could be very fucking cool um so i am i'm looking forward to that but i think it's ps5 only so i'll, I'll have to wait to play that down the track i mean does it, does it even have a date it's just 2021 isn't it no 26 march 26 next year oh jesus christ okay it's soon yeah so i'm definitely not gonna have a ps5 by then um but yeah i'm very interested in this and like i'll wait until i see some reviews but it could be one that i would potentially like to play with my wife could be a terrible idea um, I mean, the trailer looks very good. This game definitely stuck out as well. Mm, yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> everything aside about Joseph Harris, the fact, aside from the fact that he is a loose cannon, like... Look, I, I love his passion, man. Me too. And I, if nothing else. That's what I mean. Like, I, I really... It's a shame that they weren't able to do this in person because I would have loved to have just seen Christopher Nolan and Joseph Harris in the same room together. Just, oh boy. Oh. Mwah. That would have been like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I want... I, Give me sustenance. Christopher Nolan would have been like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not standing next to this man. Yeah, that would have, that would, I would have given anything to see that, just to be a fly on the wall in that room. But um, yeah, like his games are really good. I, We keep saying we're going to play a way out at some point. Uh, actually, One day, Joel, we will. Actually, is that, I wonder if that's on EA Play. Because I think it might be. It probably, it, it, it probably is. So we could, if you do decide to up your, um, your game pass subscription we could play through that john we have so much stuff i know we do i know i know i know it's the reason why we haven't it's the reason why we haven't played a way out yet but um and even like from what little i've played of um i played a fair bit of it but like i got the general gist and i knew sort of how it ended but like brothers a tale of two sons is yeah he's always um, like hayslot are always doing like interesting stuff with like game mechanics that they, they sort of it's quite it's very simple in its execution but it is it does some really cool stuff like just like oh, this game has to be played co-op like oh okay i it's not an option like you need to play this game co-op and preferably which is couch why co-op. which is why i also love that they have solutions to work around that as well where it's like if you buy it your friend can play it with you yep. and they don't have to buy a copy they can just play it with you and it's such a cool way to work around even like okay well if it's co-op only suddenly then people have to spring for two copies exactly so I like I'd like that's a really cool feature to have. I would assume that we will be doing a similar thing with it takes two as well. I, I think they've said. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Joseph said. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I that I it was just like I was already interested in the, that the very first look we got at um, the EA Play earlier this year. I was like, okay, this looks bright and colorful and different, very different to a way out. But knowing like I, I like looking at this trailer now. And knowing about, I don't know a whole lot about a way out, but looking at something like Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, and the the type of like grounded emotional story they told with like you know fantastical elements to it, um, this could be very interesting if if they can tell oh, a, a cool story like that. I, I I promise you that it will get real. Oh yeah, it will be very real. Yeah, but it, that's what I mean. This trailer is very funny. Like there's the the humor in this trailer was quite good. Like. The part where he's like, oh, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And she's like, you're a doll. You can't throw up anything. And he throws up like a lump of clay. He's like, I told you so. It just 
stuff like that. I was like, this is this is pretty cool, but yeah, it's gonna have that that real element to it. Anyway, uh, if I had to pick anything else, I was excited about. I mean, I I really I don't want to. I reckon we. I I want to be clear. I'm very excited for all the indies. In fact. I would say more than ever, the three that I, like, I've got on the list here, like Open Roads, Road 96, and Season, we will talk about them. But first, I want to talk about how excited I am for the Callisto Protocol. Not the name, not the name, but the game itself. Yeah. Because watching that trailer unfold, it was interesting. Because when his little HUD finger is up on the back of his neck, yep. I'm like... Ah, uh, this is... Yep. Is this Dead Space, or I mean, not Dead Space, but is this Dead Space adjacent? And then, lo and behold, revealed to be worked on by Glenn Schofield, of course, one of the Dead Space developers, in this single-player survival horror video game. That, because it is single-player and survival horror, I am obligated to support it, because no one's making those games anymore. So... You're missing one very vital don't, piece of information don't here. Stop it. About I know what this you're going to say. I didn't, that no, I didn't know it. until no, like very no, well after these awards. Cut the mic. Cut so, the so mic. You don't, don't want me to mention this. that this is set in the PUBG universe? Let's... No, because it doesn't make... I hate it. <laughs> it's apparently like a thousand years in the future, but still, I'm like... Why is that information why? important and relevant? Why? Just, make un- just let me have my cool Dead Space game. I didn't know that PUBG had fucking lore. Like, I didn't... But Apparently again, it does, Joel. I mean, that's 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 very ignorant of me anyway, because, like, you know, I don't play PUBG, but it could very well have very deep and wealthy lore that people enjoy. But, yeah, but, yes, that aside... Yes, it's set in the PUBG universe, yeah. which I was scratching my head over. <laughs> Why is yeah. this detail necessary? And they didn't mention it all in the reveal or anything like that. It was never mentioned no, no, no. once. It was like a, it was like a, like a, a tiny little footer note at the end of, like, an article released after it um yeah no that aside though i am i'm interested in this as well apart from the fact that glenn schofield said that they just want to make a game the the scariest video game ever oh and i was like baby i was like oh oh hey man you like dead space i did like i like dead space one and two yeah i played both of them they're Mm. they're about like my limit for um, dead space two was definitely so like dead space one is resident Evil four right yeah where it's like it's 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 got some action, but it's pretty horror. Mm-hmm. But Dead Space Two, look, I love Dead Space Two, but Dead Space Two is Resident Evil Five, where it's like, fuck it, it's like action. It's Resident mm-hmm. Evil Five, but I actually gave a shit. <laughs> like, I I think a lot of people sleep on Resident Evil Five. I say there's someone okay. who has has not replayed it recently, but uh, has purchased it and will one day go back to it. And I probably am saying that because of Six. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Because Six is truly god awful. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we don't, we don't know much about this and I, I, I don't want to say I'm writing off a horror in Dead Space 2 because there's some freaky shit in that game. Medical Bay. Yeah. Returning to medical, but in particular Ooh. for me, the, um, oh, the school. Oh God. Oh, the school. Jesus. I, I yeah, just... I'm sorry for putting that back in your mind, Joel. Fuck. Christ. Uh, yep. I remember... Th- like the little the little baby necromorphs? I specifically remember... I can't remember if it was... I think it might have been Dead Space 2, though. But, like, in one of them, anyway, I remember specifically, like, clearing an area and being like, cool, all right, time to loot. I'm, like, going around, walked up. I was like, yep, cool. Went into, like, a little locker room. I'm like, it's beautiful. Lockers, let's go. Started unlocking lockers and, like, picking stuff out. 
And I got to one on the end of the row. Didn't notice there was a vent right next to it. Mm-hmm. Opened this fucking yep. locker and sure, lo and behold, a uh, what are they called again? Necromorph. Necromorph. Yeah. And Necromorph just busted out. I, was, I threw my controller. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I Dead Space is like my my yardstick for like that kind of thing. Yeah, well, again, like, those games were a fun balance of action and horror. Mm-hmm. More so one than two, but, you know, they did it. And it wasn't all... Like Resi, like Resi 4 did. Yeah, the horror wasn't all jump scares. It was, like, ambience and tone as well, like... Yeah, atmosphere. The atmosphere, The horror of it's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, I like that kind of stuff. That's why... It's like, that's why I, I argue that one of my favorite personal horror games... That's why you is, should play Silent Hill. Yeah, man. I know. I want... Hey, look, I want to. I, I really want to play Silent Hill. Um, put put Silent Hill two on GOG Konami. You put Silent Hill four on there. Yeah. Put two on there. I'll I'll, I'll definitely play that because I, I even though I sort of like no, I still want to experience them because like that's the kind of shit that I like. Um, like I really like Bloodborne for that reason where I'm like it it's just creepy, all the time, and that's I like that. I was like I felt uncomfortable, but I'm not gonna have a heart attack. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> that's I mean I will, but for a different reason. It's more from like stress levels rather than like spikes in uh, jump scares. But anyway, yeah, this looks really cool. Yeah, again, we don't. Know, it's, it's again fully CG trailer. I think this one had a year though. It's like twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah, coming in twenty twenty two. So hey, maybe you will see some soon. Um, was it? Was there anything else? Because I think from here, I really just want to talk about how cool those three indie games I briefly touched on looked. Um. Well, there's another indie game that we've got a quick look at. Yeah, heaps of well, we, yeah, we've got a quick look at one in particular that's mentioned on this list that I'd sort of forgotten about until I read this list. And I went, oh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. Because um, there was one other musical performance that I hadn't mentioned about, which is by a band called OFK, who were a completely digital band. They were animated. Uh, very like, very much like a Gorillaz vibes by their presentation different type of musics, more like a synth pop, uh, synth indie pop group. Um, but yeah, they were like, oh, there's a new performance from this new band, OFK. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, this is really cool. Oh, it's an animated band. This is really cool. The music's really great. And at the end, it was actually a trailer for a interactive series, it's called, um, called We Are OFK. Uh, and I just found out from reading this article that it's um, it's uh, the co-designer of Hyperlight Drifter, Teddy Diff. Uh, is yes. responsible for this. And I was like, sign me up. I'm in. I'm 100% in. <laughs> this could not speak to me any fucking more than it did. I love Hyperlight Drifter. Um, I love this kind of like synth pops vibe that they're going for. I like the idea of like fictional bands that actually create music. Like I'm really into KDA at the moment, <laughs> uh, even though I don't play League of Legends. Um and yeah, hey man, you can still like KDA. You can yeah. still like them. I, I mean, and I very much do. <laughs> they are great. The, their EP is fucking great. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like a, a, a five week long interactive series. So I'm very curious to see what this is. I don't think there's a date for it or anything like that from memory. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think there was. I, it seems like it it might be sooner rather than later though. I don't know. It just maybe they're just not saying it yet, which I'm totally fine with. 
Um, I don't. I don't want to assume anything in a COVID world. Of indie developers. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I mean, indie developers are the ones who are thriving because most of them work remotely anyway. So yeah, I mean, still things could hiccup of on course. other ends as well. Still, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's soon. It looks cool. Um, yeah, that was that was one that popped out to me. I, I, I'm sure there are other indie games that are in there that I've. Uh, oh, shout out to Black Back for Blood because let's go. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm. I, I mean, in, in, mm. I was gonna say in the same vein as Callisto. Like it's just like, hey, no one's making Dead Space, so we're making Dead Space. Hey, no one's making Left for Dead, so we'll make Left for Dead. <laughs> and it's like it's Turtle Rock doing it as well. So it's they they kind of know Left for Dead. Um, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And apparently there's been there was that there's the closed beta this weekend that a lot of people were yeah, playing, it started up. and a lot of people have been saying, yeah, it is just Left for Dead updated and that is not a bad thing and i was like that's and right. with, with with like hints like hints of evolving there yes like only hints yeah so maybe even particularly like monster design as well like some of the bigger monsters in that trailer i was like getting real evolve vibes from yeah when i when they were specifically talking about like the massive monsters i'm like oh okay like evolve mm-hmm. like you guys made evolve i assume you would carry across that that like know-how into this game yeah um i this seems like a no-brainer for us i think when it comes out oh yeah for sure yeah, absolutely june 22nd so i'm yeah i'm day one on this june may, maybe i'll have a ps5 on it that might be maybe we'll see we'll see how the years go we'll see if i can physically buy one by then um but yeah that that was one that, that stuck out to me as well <laughs> did you want to bring up arc 2 I want to talk about these indie games first. Okay, we, let's do that. D- dirty ourselves of Ark 2. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and name all three of these because all three of these, the trailers just blew me away. And um, so the first one was Season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was Scavenger Studio, which I've never heard of before. But it's coming out on P- uh, PlayStation and PC via Steam. Looks really cool. Looks like some sort of like road trip adventure where you basically witness the last moments of a lot of civilizations and stuff and you take photos and the art style is just stunning. It is gorgeous to look at. Oh yeah. I am very, very, very much interested in this. It's, um, it looks, uh, gorgeous. Sorry. I, I realized I looked up when this trailer finished, I was like, who are Scavenger Studio? They've only ever worked. They've only ever made one other game. Do you know what that game is? You'll never guess. What game is it? It is. What the, is it? Do you remember the Darwin Project? Oh yeah, no, actually, I do remember this coming up. Yes. So that that was yes, them, okay. and now they've made this, nice. which is could not be any further away from that. So um, <laughs> yeah, cool. This looks really cool. Um, also, super fucking keen for Open Roads mm-hmm. by Fulbright. Who doesn't love Fulbright? Yeah, good old Gone Home is amazing. Good old Steve Gainer. And yeah, so that's a uh, it's a mother daughter journey across a series of long abandoned family properties, starring Kerry Russell and Caitlin Deaver. Um, oh, it, sorry, again, this article has just alerted to me to why I know that person. Like, yeah, so she's in Booksmart, Caitlin Deaver. Yes. Um, yeah, she's great. She's awesome. Booksmart mm. is a great movie if you've not so, seen it. It's like the this is the anti super bad almost in a way. <laughs> it's great. So this this game I'm incredibly excited for. Again, these indie trails were short, but um, I would absolutely absolutely recommend watching them and looking them up because they look stunning. And then the last one was um from the Valiant Hearts team, and that's Road ninety six, which is another sort of um road road trip sort of a, a procedurally generated narrative adventure game. Mm. Uh, again, just the ideas that that trailer filled my head with, like has me just 
excited as hell to play that game. I've, so those, well, I, if I have to, like, apart from the two things I was, two or three things I was really excited for, those three indies that were just like, these games here look incredible. These are three amazing announcements. Um, Evil West looked really good as well from Flying Wild yeah. Hog, which is the, the, they're the guys that did um, the Shadow Warrior. Uh, more- yeah, Shadow Warrior? Yeah. I'm always wary when I see Focus Home Interactive. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Um, not because they're bad, like, but, but you know, they, you know, they're like double A. Yeah. Sometimes they make, they, they can prop up good stuff. Other times they don't. But I mean, so a Flying Wild Hog, like, no one's really writing home about Shadow Warrior, but they are fun games. Oh, by the way, before we get too much further into, like, our announcements, the announcement itself was cool, but shout out to Devolver Digital oh my for having God. their Game of the Year awards so inside the Game of the Game funny. Awards. Uh, I'm in on that game too, by the way. That looks great. I'm keeping an eye on that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it looks it's like time travel, roguelike, like, strategy game. I just noticed it wasn't on this list, and I was like, oh, that, that was hilarious. It was so. amazing, yeah. Like, uh, to be fair... And Nina, Nina, woof. Yeah, I... Just rocking the, uh, the side shave. The, oh, yeah. God... Fucking as soon as that started, I that got a that probably got the most the biggest audible laugh from me I think from the whole from the whole show but um, oh it was great uh, yeah no I I think that's I can't even remember if there's any other indies there I'm sure there's something else in there that I was like I mean oh, so good this this article has one more I get I don't know if it counts as indie but like it was definitely the most confusing announcement for me and that was endless dungeon oh yeah yeah which is both. Both is and isn't a sequel to Dungeon of the Endless. Yeah. So that's great and confusing. Which I, I don't know if it still is, but it's on sale for like six bucks on the Switch at the moment. Dungeon of the it Endless. It is. It is still because I've I've been looking at it for I ages. Almost and I just it. don't know if I want to take the plunge. I like I played a bit of it on PC and I'm like I, I couldn't quite get into it, but I'm like on the Switch though. That could be a different story. Uh, but yeah, Endless Dungeon looked really good as well. Um, God, I think I'm, something I think I'm, I'm missing, but. Um, it's not really news now because it's already out, but season three or four guys looks really, really cool. Um, yeah, that's neat. That's neat. There's the new Among Us map. Yes. But that sort of got trumped by the Nintendo indie world where they just released Among Us on Switch. Yep. Uh, and then also, and also Among Us is coming to Game Pass well, it, next year. It's out now on PC on Game Pass. Y- yeah. But so next year it's going to come to Xbox yep. on Game Pass. So like, yeah, that was a big week for... Yeah, shout out to those guys anyway. They they won their like couple of I think both awards that they were nominated for. Um Oh, is it um every time every time they won awards, is it um I want to get her name right. Is it Victoria? Yeah. Yep. From Kit they used to do like the boyfriend dungeon Kit Fox stuff. Yep. Yeah. Every time I was like, there she is on that phone. Yep. Amazing. Um, yeah, that were great. It was that was great vibes seeing them just like beside themselves with excitement and it's like yeah they've had a good year it like the, them winning and when sean murray wins are like probably two of my favorite wins. <laughs> sean murray mid swing just because he was about he's taking a big sip <laughs> just like he's like written wins he'd written himself off he's like no i'm good like i'll just sit back and have a beer and just like i'm here for formality's sake <laughs> the look on his face is like oh god yeah shit so good yeah that was great um yeah uh but okay now we can talk about whatever the hell arc 2 is well also you know master chief coming to Fortnite. that's another big one as well cool versus blue trailer yeah it was very cool it was it was i like i liked the nice little um nod to zero as well yes yeah on the back of the master chief yeah 
Have you seen the new? They put up a new video as well. I haven't watched that one yet. Has more of it. I need to watch that. It's pretty. It's good. It's worth a watch. I'm actually like just as a, if only to see to see Griff see Master Chief oh, finally. God, just as a detour slightly, I actually I'm hearing really good things about Red versus Blue Zero, and I'm I'm. It seems like a reset point, and I'm I'm thinking about jumping into it because it sounds yeah. really cool. I reckon I'll watch it when it's all done. Yeah. At this point, yeah, me too. But um, um, but yeah, that was really neat. I am Walking Dead characters. I was like, I was holding out. Yeah, wow. I was holding out for you, man. I was, I legitimately was. I'm like, this is it. This is gonna happen. Like they said, one more thing. I'm we like, had, we had two shots, right? We had two shots when when Brie Larson presented her award. Yep. We got nothing. I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's still Reggie, and then nothing from Reggie. I'm like, hope is dead. The dream is dead. Yep. <laughs> and then and then like at that point where they're like, oh, there is someone else coming as well. I'm like. The Holy Trinity be complete. We've got everyone there. Like everyone will be there then. Like we've got the bounty hunters that we need. It's so funny because now Nintendo just looks like we're stuck, like a stick in the mud, right? Yeah, right. <sighs> with, with Kratos and Master Chief just playing and hanging out, doing flossing together and shit. I don't know. I don't know what the cool dance is now. Anyway, um, I mean, no Samus, no Metroid. I mean, there's a lot of day goes by where I don't go. Do I want to try and play Fortnite again? <laughs> like. Some cool shit if going Samus on. If Samus had been announced, I would yeah. have. But yeah. they say, honestly, they've spared me, and I, I'm look, I'm somewhat grateful for yeah. that. Don't get me wrong. I still think it could happen though, but don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know, man. Optimism. There was that. There was that like that big Doug Bowser interview recently, where they were, I think it was Polygon or someone who were talking to him, and mm. they're like, so fans like really looking for updates on like Bayonetta three and Breath of the Wild two and Metro Prime four, and he's just like, yeah, look, we've got nothing to say. I'm like cool it's fine i mean that doesn't even hurt at all i, I mean <laughs> from a business perspective that's the right thing to say like <laughs> he did the right I thing mean, yeah but, it, yeah if you re- if hurts. you read the cyberpunk room then absolutely <laughs> the right thing to do yeah exactly it hurts it still hurts to hear um all right yeah arc two like yeah easily I, the biggest what the so, fuck moment of the whole show like this this entire trailer I had no idea what was happening. Trailers. Right? Because there's two trailers, trailers here that yeah. are involved with this. Oh, Holy shit. Apparently, the people who make ARK just have so much money, because not only do they have Vin Diesel in their game, but also they're doing that anime, this animated series with just a ridiculous star-studded cast. A- apparently, Vin Diesel is an executive producer on ARK 2. Like, he's... he's I mean... He's got money in it He's now. dabbled... He's dabbled in games before. Like he dabbled in in the Chronicles of Riddick, a couple of those games. That's not the surprising part. The surprising part for me is like, why the fuck Ark? Like that game, like that, that game. Like I know people it's, enjoy. Uh, it's popular. It is very popular, but is isn't it like a like they just keep having to fix it? Like doesn't it break? I mean, yes. At the drop it's, of a hat. It's, it's, it almost seems like it's consistently a buggy mess. Yeah, like oh man, but yeah, but that's that's probably why Arc Two is a good idea. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, Vin Diesel's in it, and just like looking like Vin Diesel, like it is. It's from the get go. It's within the first two seconds it pans up and Vin Diesel's there, and I was just <laughs> my face was screwed up in like a puzzled look for the next like two and a half minutes. The um the best tweet I saw was just like calling it the past and the furious. Past and the furious. There's another one as well. Um. Uh. uh that was the other one. Oh, it was uh, uh Tam Hussein from Gamespot referred to it as um Horizon Diesel Dawn as well, oh, and I was like, God. that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. 
because uh, yeah, I definitely got some Horizon vibes from this until the dinosaurs started showing, like actual dinosaurs started Honestly, showing yeah. up. Um, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I was, I was listening to the allies talk about this, and I think it was, I don't know, it may have been Ian who brought it up, but um, just super jarring. Just clearly Vin Diesel's face, just like yeah. stuck on a model, because yeah. like the animation was so weird and off the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, yeah. I really don't, I didn't know how to feel the entire time. Honestly, all these weeks later, I still don't know how I feel. I have no idea. Like it, it was, I was just confused the whole time. I felt like I was as high as Vin Diesel is pretty much at all times whilst watching that. Like it was very confusing. Gotta say think i like it more than the fast and the furious game so you know that's that's a win for vin diesel right like yeah i guess dinosaurs man yeah, i guess i do like cars yeah well, i mean hey it's fine if you like a, a game that looks like a ps2 game <laughs> i mean clearly you heard me talk about cyberpunk before my standards aren't exactly high so um, I would say, I would say, don't, I wouldn't even put... <laughs> no, I know, that was unfair. Fast and Furious on that That one. was an unfair comparison. Um, yeah. Yeah, Arc 2's coming, starring Vin Diesel. I don't I don't know what to think anymore, Joel. That's just going to be... A, I'm honestly... I'm morbidly curious to check that game out when it drops purely because of the Vin Diesel aspect. Here's the big question, though. Does Vin Diesel go for the trifecta next year and show up again? Does he go for the hat trick? Shows up with some, it depends. It, does, is there is like does he come back with another Riddick game, and be like fuck it? Oh my, why not? Oh my god! I mean, it's possible. I mean, Those hey, games are apparently if, really if Ar- good. If if Arc Two is not out next year, then maybe because he just comes up and has a new Arc Two trailer. Well, that too as well. Um, an Arc Two update. An Arc Two update. Um, because yeah, I, I I keep hearing from people that apparently Escape from Butcher Bay, the Riddick game, is really good. I'm like. Yeah, I've I've heard it's it's really good as well. Um, and he like helped make that anyway. Weird, weird stuff. Vin Diesel now is like a potential show up at Game Awards from this point going forward. I mean, he's he's back to back now. Yeah, like Jeff Kelly seems to like building these like back to back show ups. We've got Joseph is always there. Yep. We've got Reggie who's always there. I'm sure he would have loved Kojima, but unfortunately, COVID must have uh, really stepped in the way there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like he, he always gauges on like the audience reaction to that. So, like you know, there was a big reaction to Vin Diesel showing up for better or worse last year. So, you know, Joseph Farris, just watch that first year that he showed up. Like you'll know why he comes back every year because iconic. It is iconic when you think of Game Awards and like classic moments of the Game Awards. That is one of the peak moments. But oh boy. Um, but I think, yeah. Anything else add on the Game Awards, Joel? Like, I don't think so. Um, I liked, I liked. Um, is it Sydney Sydney Good Goodman? Sydney Goodman, Goodman, yeah, yeah. Having to save a full near time. Oh, that was good. Yeah, took it as a challenge. Oh, that looks great as well. Like that, getting to see that again. It does. Yep, near replicate looks really great. Um, keep, like keep an eye. Honestly, I would keep your eye on it if you're if you're like. 
looking at games to watch out for next year. Look for that new that near mm-hmm. remaster. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it, especially considering I uh, near Automata is probably one of my favorite games of all time. So it's such a fantastic game. It really fucking is. <laughs> and I will not. I will not hear otherwise. I'm not entertain yeah, otherwise. I'm, that is the hill that I will die on. One of the yeah, multiple. I've made hills. up my mind. I've got multiple hills that I'll die on. That is one of them. Um, no, I think that's um. I think that's about it. All right, well, then, in that case, Joel, I think that's the episode. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far into our Game Awards recap slash cyberpunk first impressions, um, we really appreciate you sticking around and hanging out with us because we enjoy hanging out with each other and doing this thing. So um, if you really do enjoy it and you want to help us out in any way, shape, or form, um, share it with a friend, share it on social media, let us know if there's anything you'd like us, you'd like to see us that you maybe do improve on, or any of that kind of stuff. We are an open book. Uh, please contact us via any of our social media platforms. We are at Dialogue Options. Uh, you can also send us an email: contact at dialogueoptions.com.au. Uh, yeah, I think it's just .com. Is it just .com? I second yeah. guess myself, but I committed to the AU because I was yeah, like, it's "Okay, that's fine." Look, so, yeah, now you know. Yeah, now exactly. you know. That's it. I'll forget it for next time, most likely, because I'm a dummy. Uh, but yeah, please let us know. Hit us up. Let, let us know your reactions. Any if there's anything we missed from the game awards as well. Um, I'm sure we'll probably finish recording and think of something immediately. Uh, but if you want to find us at our individual social media accounts you can find me on twitter at jolie mac where uh, i mentioned at the top of the show that i'd been watching some new shows um like i in the the downtime that we've been having um and i purposely didn't mention why because it was one of the things i've been tweeting about i basically in the space of about two or three days watched all that there is at the moment of pen 15 um which is a fantastic show uh basically it's like two um like 30 something uh actresses that have um created this show where it's about loosely based around them in uh like seventh grade high school uh and they play themselves in seventh grade high school but the kicker is that all the other kids are actual like 13 year old kids um so it's very cringy and it's very awkward but it 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 sits in a very similar category as like Big Mouth of like um, that awkward, but it's kind of real and it kind of like you'll watch it and you'll have at least one or two moments where you go, oh, I remember that. Like even though this was from a female perspective and in America, there were moments where I was like, oh, I uh, and because of the timing of it as well, it's it's the year 2000 and it's like I was in year seven in 2000 and it was. It's just like a perfect encapsulation of that, like with the music, the fashion, um, just the way things were. Uh, so if you're looking for something to watch, there's only 17 episodes of it out at the moment. They're half-hour episodes, except for the the la- the most recent one, which is the end of part one of season two, because they've split it into two because of COVID, um, and they're still working on the rest of it. Uh, it's on stand in in Australia. Uh, I highly recommend it i really enjoy it. especially if you like that kind of like cringy kind of comedy um and things set in that time frame but that's my little my little mini hunting seasons cast at the end there sorry uh where can they find you karen uh so you can find me on twitter where i am at lemon man x and um look if we're doing a mini uh 
hunting seasons, as it were. I haven't been tweeting about this, but I do want to bring up that, hey, it's here. The final season of Attack on Titan has started. Of course. I actually have just mentioning that, realized I've got a new episode to watch. <laughs> but I'm here recording with Joel because I like this show that much. Well, I'm sorry but, to um, inconvenience you, Kyron. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just watch it tomorrow after work. Jesus. Uh, it's weird because it's with a new animation studio, so things are a bit off. But I'm um, still just loving that series. As for my tweets, uh, mostly just honestly been pretty quiet because of work. Um, my most recent retweet was about Dragon Ball Fighters. So they announced the last two characters for Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, and it's fair to say that I'm basically straight 50-50 on excitement for this. Because on one hand, we're getting Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, which, okay, we already have Gogeta Blue and Vegito Blue and all the other Gokus and Vegetas. And also Gotenks is also a fusion. It's fine. Um, whatever. But... Super Baby 2, which I'm not even going to... If you haven't watched Dragon Ball, I'm not even going to explain who that is. I just want you to imagine a character called Super Baby 2. Oh, I did. When I saw people talking God, about... God, I hate when him. I talk, when I saw people talking about Super Baby I, and, and Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Whole, like, I like to think sometimes I have like a, a, a finger somewhat nearish the pulse, maybe. like I'm, I'm like a trainee on my first day of the job. Like I can't quite get on the pulse, but... I'm, it's I'm okay. Close. Dragon Dragon Ball GT is a different beast, and okay. no one expects you to be on top of that because it's terrible. Jesus. Um. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I expected. This isn't like Smash, where I'm like, it could have been all these characters. I'm like, what Dragon Ball character would I would have preferred? Almost anyone. Honestly, I just really hate Super Baby Two. Anyway, that's all for me. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note then, thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Options podcast.